0: Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about the African concept of Ubuntu. Uh, it's spelled U-B-U-N-T-U uh, and is the title of this episode, too. I'll put a couple links in the in the episode notes if, if you care to learn more. But um, throughout his life, it was a, a guiding principle for, for Desmond Tutu. I mentioned this in last week's podcast that we might take a few moments to explore this term more fully, uh, and, and here we are. Um, but I've been reading this spiritual autobiography by Michael Battle about Tutu, uh, who died, by the way, just in 2021, former Archbishop of South Africa, you know, fiercely loving, anti-apartheid activist, um, incredible uh, preacher, and um, a person who maintained a, a mystical spirituality that that kept him sane, uh, kept him hopeful. Uh, Believe it or not, even in the midst of those cruel, cruel years of uh, the 80s, the early 90s, when apartheid uh, and its backers uh, were coming uh, forward and, 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 and just being so severe in maintaining the evil of that, of that unjust system. But let's get back to this this term Ubuntu and how much it meant to Tutu and how much it can mean to us today. And I've certainly grown in my appreciation of this view of the world and of this uh, sort of theological framework. So if you've heard of the concept of Ubuntu before, it's, it's likely thanks to Tutu. He did more than anything else in the last 50 years or so to popularize the concept, to sort of bring it to the West and, and, and into our consciousness. Um, the basic idea of Ubuntu is, is this, that a person is a person through other persons. A person is a person through other persons, uh, so the idea being that we need other human beings for us to learn how to be human. Uh, for, for none of us comes fully formed into the world. We we would not know how to do the most basic of things like, like talk or walk or think or eat or drink as human beings unless we learned how to do it from you guessed it other human beings uh, so for ubuntu the the solitary human being supposedly isolated self-sufficient the solitary human being is is a contradiction in terms um, to be human is to be ubuntu to be um, um, tremendously connected interdependent with with other human beings so in this worldview, um, ubuntu is is the essence of being human it, it speaks of how My humanity is is caught up and bound up inextricably, I always have trouble saying that word, inextricably uh, with yours. Uh, It says, not as the philosopher René Descartes did, um, I think, therefore I am, uh, but rather Ubuntu would say I am because I belong, because I'm connected, because I'm interdependent with you and with others. So the point being here that we need other human beings in order to be human. Uh, the completely self-sufficient human being, uh, in fact, would be considered subhuman. Um, I can only be fully me if, if you are fully you. Uh, I, I am because we are. For, we're made for togetherness, for family. Uh, we're made for complementarity, uh, created for this delicate network of relationships, of interdependence with our fellow human beings, and not just human beings, but uh, animals with creation, with with all that lives and breathes and um, experiences God's shalom. It's no secret to you that this is fundamentally different from the default way we imagine ourselves here in the U.S. Uh, just, just like you, I, I tend to hold that... In general, people are, you know, isolated individuals and responsible for their own ability and character. Uh, at least, that's a, a kind of default, uh, default approach. I was, I was taught, uh, maybe in an unspoken way, by all the forces around me. But, but the fact is, this, this is not true. This is not true biologically. Uh, it's not true psychologically, and and it's not true spiritually. That that we can truly be a human being if we are isolated, uh, and, and that we are truly responsible um, for our ability and our character, um, separate separate from everyone else, separate from the communities wh- in which we live, the environments in which we inhabit. In- instead, those who have preceded us uh, before our time, uh, along with those who are with us now, uh, those folks are bone of our bone and, and flesh of our flesh, and, and we can no more separate ourselves from from these other folks in our midst or who've preceded us. We can't separate ourselves from them any more than a plant can separate itself from from its roots. Uh, this is uh, part and parcel of, of who we are. It, it's actually one reason why genealogies are, are so popular in in the Bible, the Bible that, that I read. Normally, when we encounter them, uh, we want to skip ahead or, or nod off because uh, they just seem boring and tedious. Um, but one of my seminary professors used to say, you know, the bagats are not boring. Um, and, and this person would make a case that uh, even though they are Monotonous to read and understand, uh, they are actually doing something in the text. We we don't know any of these names, most likely, but but politically, genealogies were a common way for you know a new king to legitimize their authority. Um, Or personally, um, when we trace our ancestry, it's it's always been a way for us to understand where we come from and to whom we are related, and that in turn informs why we are here and and who we are called to be uh, you know in this time and place who am i one of the uh, most ancient and contemporary questions of human existence in recent years though with with staggering advances in technology and research not to mention websites like uh, ancestry.com 23andme where you can send out you know for a dna kit and then find out if there are other people on the website that you might be related to or have a certain percentage of shared dna but scientists now are showing us how our DNA serves as an historical document, uh, leading us to a family tree that includes every living person, uh, right? We've all heard of the, what is it, the six degrees of of Kevin Bacon or something like that. But but the truth is, if we go far enough back, we share a common ancestry with, with every living thing on Earth. I was struck with this a couple of weeks ago because I was preaching on Uh, The story of of Noah's covenant in the Bible comes up after the flood and early in Genesis chapter 9, and strikingly, compared to all of the other covenants in the Bible, the covenant with Noah is not just with, you know, one family line or with one aspect of creation, namely human beings, but this covenant with Noah is with all living creatures, uh, with every bit of flesh with all the plants, all the animals. Um, and the, the writer of Genesis underlines this point to such an extent that, you know, she repeats herself about six or seven times in the span of 10 verses. It's every living thing, every flesh, uh, as if to remind us so we don't miss the point. Uh, this is a covenant with, with all living creatures, with all creation. Um, and, and what a beautiful thing. And then you might recall that the symbol of that covenant is, is the rainbow. Uh, God sort of uh, promised never to destroy creation in, in, in the same way. And it's, it's this unilateral, unconditional uh, covenant of love from God. No matter what we do, God's going to hold up God's end uh, of the bargain. And so I'm just so struck with uh, this concept of Ubuntu and how it might speak to you and I in our um, tumultuous time in which we're living, uh, whether we think about wars happening in the world or uh, the tragedy of gun violence or ongoing Economic inequality, at least here in the U.S., uh, the specter of climate change in Chicago, though air quality has been so awful in recent days, we've been advised not to go outside. And it's uh, wildfire air that's coming from Canada. Um, this reminder that we, we cannot be human beings but together. We cannot uh, be people of love but together. Um, and so this concept of, of Ubuntu is reminding me that, what's that phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats, um, that what is good for you is good for me, what is good for me is good for you, uh, that we can't play a zero-sum game uh, when it comes to flourishing. It's either, it's either all of us or ultimately it's none of us. It might seem like temporarily one of us is doing better if we're approaching it uh, from a place of scarcity or, or zero-sum um, but in the end, it doesn't It doesn't work out because we are indeed all connected and what, what harms one of us actually harms all of us and, and what blesses one of us actually blesses all of us. Um, and so friends, I hope Ubuntu, whether it's a new concept or one you're very familiar with, I hope that it blesses you today as you go about your work, as you go about your parenting, as you go about your volunteering, as you go about your engagement with creation or whatever questions you're working on right now in this world god so loves may ubuntu be a a new way to approach it with gusto with joy with humility with open-heartedness as you see how very interdependent we all indeed are deep peace to friends you're loved and never alone if today's podcast has blessed you provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me? Any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? Please send me an email at the daily at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing the daily edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, You are loved and never alone.